0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass.
1: When you start forgetting the shower, or you are getting four (laughs) hours of sleep, when your work grows and you can't keep up, you have to have a hard talk with yourself to, to really recognize that there's something bigger happening. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things
0: business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. Have you ever found yourself feeling lost, like you're not sure what's next for you and the vision of your purpose is anything but clear? Well, if you have, you're not alone. It was this very experience that became the beginnings of Mary Moody's business, Made by Mary. In 2013, she was walking through a challenging season of postpartum depression, fatigue, and lack of clarity surrounding her purpose. But through it, Mary felt drawn to an idea that would help women celebrate and honor pivotal moments in their lives. As she started crafting beautiful gold jewelry, her pieces allowed Mary to connect with countless women and hear their Stories, celebrate their joys, and offer comfort during their heartbreaks. Now, a small business with dozens of employees and an extensive collection of cherished gold jewelry many pieces I'm wearing today as we record this Mary's side hustle has truly transformed into a life changing endeavor. If you are a product-based business or dream of bringing your ideas to life, this conversation is full of encouragement as well as tried and true lessons from a woman who's experienced all the learning curves between side hustle to full-time entrepreneur to become a standout brand in her field. Here is Mary Moody. All right, Mary, I am so excited. I have been waiting eagerly to get you on the show. So welcome to the Gold
1: Digger podcast. Uh, Jenna, thank you so, so much. I'm so honored to be here.
0: So one of the things that I think is so amazing about our story and how we first crossed paths was that one of my followers messaged me when I was overdue with Coco. And we actually shared the same due date and (laughs) we were both massively overdue. (laughs) And I remember sliding into your DMs like, I need a friend how are you doing? How are you getting through these days? Yes. It was such an amazing way to
1: connect. It really was. It just I felt so seen. So understood <laughs> yes. You're going through the same thing. <laughs> Yes. And I feel like
0: when you're overdue, you're like emotional and your logical are totally separate. So like (laughs) logically you're like another day really doesn't make a difference, but your emotional state is like screaming, like, how can I stay in this? How can I make sure I'm ready? So it was just amazing how that season of life brought us together and how we've stayed connected
1: for the years following. Yes. No, it's been incredible. And it was so validating too. Yes. You know. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I am dying to know I am a lover, like a lover obsessed (laughs) with your products. I buy them for my friends and family. I'm wearing so many of them right now as we speak. So what is made by Mary and how did your story begin?
1: So made by Mary. Now we are a company that creates pieces that tell meaningful stories. We want to empower people to share their story and live their story. And it's beyond what I ever would have imagined, truly. Back in 2012 is kind of when this idea started building. I was a new mom struggling with postpartum depression. I had an identity crisis. I really just wasn't sure like, I, I kind of had this lost sense of purpose and finding myself and rediscovering myself was kind of the next step for me. And I had this something I love to do was breastfeed my son. And I had this necklace that I had received for my birthday that had an M stamped on it. And I remember it was just this simple, beautiful, timeless piece that he would just hold on to every time we had a session together. And it started, it was just this tangible keepsake for me. Anytime I wasn't with him, I loved touching it and it evoked these emotions. And that's kind of what started this fascination I had with jewelry. And yeah, long story short, I jumped into YouTube. I'm a really curious person by nature and I'm not afraid to kind of look around to see what things can become things that I can be passionate about, if that makes sense. And so I did a bunch of research on how to make stamp jewelry. I mean, the overhead, it really wasn't too much. At the time I was teaching English to Koreans. I was doing night shifts so that I could be a stay at home mom during the day. And it, it was taking a toll on me. I felt that. And so, yeah, fast forward to Christmas, my husband got a bonus, and I asked him if we could put that towards the tools and really dive in to take this leap into this fascination I had with jewelry making. And you know, he agreed. and I slowly started building confidence. And you know, five months later, I opened this little Etsy shop. So that's kind of the early beginnings. And then it led to so much more. As far as when I actually started Made by Mary, and I didn't realize what a passion it would be for me, not only in helping me find something to help me navigate my postpartum depression, but also in feeling so connected to a community of women that were just sharing their stories and opening up and being so vulnerable with the meanings behind their pieces that I was creating. And that, that really spoke to me. That's so so cool.
0: I love that this morning I have on one of your necklaces and it has like a little C for Coco, a little D for Drew. And then it has a little rainbow just to represent our losses that we had. And every morning Coco will grab the necklace and she'll find the C and she'll find the D. And then we always talk about the rainbows and it's
1: so so
0: amazing because it's like, It also can become a conversation starter, a stigma Uh breaker. Like there's so many ways that these simple, beautiful, delicate pieces can really open up like conversation. And I love that that's a part of your story. So I need to know what was the very first design you created? Like, was it super elaborate? Was it simple? What did it symbolize for you? And do you Mm -hmm. still have it?
1: Yes, I still have it. And it's held up all these years. We're going on eight years in business and it's still up. It's still holding up really well. It was an initial disc with an M and an R on it. And it was a three inch disc, which is like essentially the size of an M&M. And there were multiple reasons I went with this piece. Really the price, the cost of it. If I were to mess up on it, it wouldn't put me out. But also, it's such a timeless design. So that's kind of what I started and took off with. And then slowly I started adding new fonts. And then I finally came out with the bar necklace six months later. So. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. I need to know, I think there's something so amazing when you make your first sale, it's like a feeling unlike anything else where you're like, wait, somebody wants this. Wait, is it a stranger? They don't even know who I am. What was that like? Tell me about that feeling.
1: Well, I just want to call out that I had such a unique experience when starting Made by Mary, where I, a lot of the times you'll feel this influx of support from family or friends or really have this community and support behind you. And starting Made by Mary was actually a pretty lonely journey for me. My family didn't really know what was going on. There wasn't really a lot of interest. So I really had to work on my confidence and putting myself out there. Like it really was me advocating for myself when I opened this Etsy shop my first sale that came through on etsy was actually a lady from norway oh my gosh and i had an insane amount of butterflies like in that moment you're like this is it like this yes. is a legitimate purchase from someone that doesn't know me that's purchasing because they like my product like it was yes. so validating for me and the coolest part is she was actually buying it for her daughter Mm -hmm. who had lost her baby. Mm -hmm. And this was my first experience really stepping into the space of, wow, like this jewelry, it's telling a story. Yeah. And it it was just very eye-opening for me. And so she just shared some of the details of the hardship and it felt so amazing to support her in that. Wow. You know?
0: It's so powerful, not only when you get a purchase, but when that purchase has meaning and to see like a customer or just like a line item turn into like, this is a human being who Mm -hmm. is placing their hard earned money into like my passion. I feel like that is like the recipe that is addicting about entrepreneurship, where it's like, whoa, this can make a difference. And like Mm -hmm. this idea isn't just a transaction. Right. Yeah. So, I, I want to know what did the early days look like for your business when it was a side hustle? I feel like side hustles do not get enough credit. I bow no. down to people <laughs> who are able to manage side hustles whether yeah. you're a stay-at-home parent and you're building a business on the side or you're working a full-time job and you have this passion that you're investing into. Talk to me a little bit about the side
1: hustle days as early days. For sure. I mean, bootstrapping a business is no joke. I think you discover a lot about yourself Mm -hmm. and you're forced to look at your weaknesses. You're forced to look at yourself in this whole new light because you've got to keep it moving. Yep. So my early days, I mean, it's a little painful to go back because (laughs) self-care was essentially non-existent. You know, I was a mom and it was hard to balance... I don't believe balance exists, but to learn that how to reprioritize constantly, you're constantly trying to figure that out, that piece out. But early days, I found that I was very motivated. A promise I made myself, if I were to get three sales in a day, I would take my son Miles out, we would go get a sub sandwich just from a shop. I was yeah. really motivated by food.
0: Love it. Safe. <laughs> I still
1: things. am to this day. <laughs> no, like it, it just like, <sighs> it got me excited. It helped me get through my work for the day. And then it was this fun experience I got to have with my son. Yeah, And then we would Love go that. visit his dad at work, you know, we'd go visit my husband. So in the early days, I was on Etsy. And so it was purely organic traffic. I did work hard to build out my tags, you know, on my listings. I was trying to do all I could to learn, but I mean, every day presented new challenges for me and (laughs) it really was like this big learning gig. And so I feel like I got to this place where I began living for the conversations that I would have on Etsy Mm -hmm, from people just pouring their stories out and getting to be a recipient of, you know, these Strong, incredible people that were just believing in me. Like it was yeah. this really beautiful exchange that became this deeply embedded passion of mine. And so in the early days, that really fueled me. Also dubstep music of all
0: things. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Isn't it funny to like, you can literally close your eyes and like go back to like (laughs) the wonky lighting in your spare bedroom or like things like that, where it's like, you will never forget.
1: Oh yeah. And these are the moments where you're like, you're constantly asking yourself, how much risk do I take? When do I invest in myself? Like these challenging personal I just feel like the early days are just parallel with how much I've grown as a person too. Yeah. It's just pretty incredible to call that out as well.
0: Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash digger, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the superhuman app. I use and love superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. I agree. What do you think entrepreneurship has taught you? Because I agree so much. It's this transformation. It's like this metamorphosis, especially when you look at where you were when you had this idea and you were just looking for that purpose again. Yeah. And to where you are today, like, what has it taught you? Like, how have you changed?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, even from the early beginnings, I wasn't one that started this brand with this big vision of what it could be. And so I think I really took it one step at a time, like just one foot in front of the other. And yep. I was able to recognize my grit and my resilience and how my upbringing was really interesting. And I, unfortunately, the abandonment is a big part of my story. Just having a mother that had a mental illness and my dad had custody of us kids and he was gone a lot and married several times. And entrepreneurship has taught me how to advocate for myself too mm-hmm. and how to have that awareness and like essentially own my own story Wow! and that's what I want other people to be able to do like truly living and being your authentic self takes courage every day yes you know And that might not be like a common takeaway from being an entrepreneur, but there are so many days where you're braving the wilderness. Like it's a lonely walk. A lot of aspects of it are. And so just recognizing your warrior within, so to speak, is something that I've had to really challenge myself to do because it's pretty scary, you know, to keep going, even though you don't really know what you're doing all the time. And so staying humble, I think humility is huge in what I've learned with entrepreneurship as well. Like we can always be taught and we yes. should we should stay in that space, you know. Yeah.
0: I love what you shared in the fact that it's like, it's a daily choice. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you, it's not a destination. We don't, you no. don't just arrive and have the answers no. and, and your experiences, yeah. you know, with every level comes new challenges. And I think yeah. remaining a student and like remaining in the position of a student is the greatest gift you can give yourself because it also offers you grace as you totally. learn. Totally.
1: Totally. It's just so interesting to think about our human experience and even just the bigger picture of how we're learning and growing and challenging ourselves. I feel like you are forced to do that in a position like this. Yeah. And you need people. You need to be vulnerable. You need to ask for help. Yeah. And I think, you know, we get to this space of pride where we think we can do everything ourselves. And Like, that's kind of like the miracle of life, in my opinion, is just being able to have that recognition that we all need each other, you know? Yeah. Amen.
0: So, (laughs) Amen. I want to know so many people start their business as a side hustle. Like, what did your life look like? What were the indicators where you were like, hey, I think this can be a full time focus. I think this is actually a thing and I feel confident going for it. What did that look like for you?
1: So, for me, you know, when you start forgetting the shower or you are getting four (laughs) hours of sleep, you know, when your work grows and you can't keep up, you have to have a hard talk with yourself to really recognize what's happening here and that there's something bigger happening. So, for me, I mean, I didn't hire someone for the first two years. Mm -hmm. I remember I hit 100 sales three months in. Wow. And that was a huge deal for me. But truly, when I got on Instagram, I really believe I did get on at the right time. I got on October 2013. And once I started networking and really seeing the potential that my business had, I couldn't look back like I needed to hire someone. But hiring someone came with its own fears. And I was cautious and I held back as long as I could because that's when you're like, wow, I really have to be all in on this, yes. you know? And investing um, in yourself in that way. That's terrifying. Again, that's like confidence too, though. Like yes. really nurturing what's happening and being realistic about it and having that awareness that we need to take care of ourselves, you know? Yep. So that moment when I was in over my head, This was two years later. I could not keep up. I was like two weeks behind on some of my emails. I almost was beginning to fail to recognize, okay, this needs to be full-time. I have to commit. I have to take this serious. Yeah. I think sometimes life either forces you to like make a
0: leap or make a decision, right? It's like sometimes there's like jump in the net will appear. And other times it's like, you need to jump right now. Like there is no other option. And I think it's so, it speaks to what you're talking about, about our human experience, because I think we are all wired so differently. And I get asked that question all the time. Like, how do you turn the side hustle into the full-time thing? When do you know it's the right time? And it's Mm -hmm. like one of those annoying things when you're well, you know, when you know, like, and yeah. it's like, there's no other way to describe it. And so no, I think there it's, isn't, it's important to recognize that there are different ways that we process that decision and different situations that make us have to come to terms with what that decision is. Totally. So I want to know, have you identified your secret success sauce that contributed to your growth? You talk about Instagram, you talk about these Mm -hmm. relationships you're making through Etsy. Was there anything looking back now where you're like, I was so smart to do this?
1: Yeah. From day one, actually not day one, because these conversations had to happen over time. But recognizing that I had this underlying passion that was so much deeper than the actual jewelry. It was the storytelling and like seeing people be vulnerable and raw and share in their experience was so inspiring to me. And I put emphasis on building a community. As soon as I started growing in the social space, that was something that was so important to me. And literally when I meet someone, I almost have this like, Anxiety, the social anxiety that I can't have surface conversation. Like, I yep. need to get to depth <laughs> yes. right away because that's where I feel safest. Yes. I want to be having conversations that are real and raw and genuine and like questioning life. Like, I am just such yep. a deep thinker and a deep person, and I really seek out those types of conversations. And I just feel like they happen so naturally with the products that I was creating. And like, it gave me life. Like, I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but it truly did. And hearing other people's experiences is so healing. It's hard to put Mm -hmm. into words. And I feel like this community that I really focused on was so important. Networking was so important. Asking questions to people that I normally would be uncomfortable to talk to. Like I just challenged myself a lot to get outside of myself and learn. And I think a huge part of my secret sauce was to recognize too, that fear can't be my driver in this. Mm. So like having awareness to be able to trust other people, meaning Once I started hiring people, I really had to, because, you know, like us as owners, you think you can do it best. And handing off a responsibility is one of the most painful things in the beginning. Yeah. Like you cling to it out of fear because you've worked so hard to create this thing that's growing and you want to protect it. And how can someone be as invested as you are? Yeah. And that was. The turning point for me too was this trust piece because I also recognized how much I need to, like, I can't give this business every bit of me. Like I need to pull people in to be a part of this. And so starting early on to build a team, that was huge. And then this community that had started in 2013 just started taking off and, I don't know. I just think having a clear understanding of what I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Really helped.
0: I think one of your secret sauces that Mm -hmm. I'm sure has been even refined over the years is that you've always invited those stories to be a piece of the process. Because yeah. I think for mm-hmm. a lot of product-based businesses, we hide behind the product, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to sell the features of the product, the clasp, the, the mm-hmm. material, the way it's created, all these things. And that's all beautiful. But if it's missing the story, it's kind of missing the meaning. It's missing like the initial purpose. Totally. And I think that yeah. all of your pieces have these stories connected to them that you've woven through this narrative that Mm -hmm. this isn't just a piece of jewelry. It's a piece of your story. And I just think that's so powerful because it invites people to get super honest. You're not just investing in something shiny. You're investing in a conversation starter, in a memory maker, Mm -hmm. in a way to honor something And that's so powerful. And I think a lot of product-based companies could learn from that alone.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, having a product that can tell a story and is also relatable. You know, I can't tell you how many times, I don't know, even just sharing initials, people can immediately see their own initials in our product. Mm -hmm. And same with honoring loved ones who have passed. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're missing someone, and you have something to hold on to, it's just such a different experience than holding on to the memory. It's like this place to put this memory or this experience or this moment that you've had. And that is something that we have focused on through the years is putting those stories out there so that others might not feel so alone. So others might feel seen and also yeah, just overall feel connected to this community. We've tried to grow, you know, it's amazing. So, You've talked about
0: slowly building your team and releasing that desire to control. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you get like one pivotal hire that teaches you like (laughs) you can actually let go a little bit, you start to gain confidence in the fact that you can, in fact, build a team that will Mm -hmm. care about your customers and the product as much as you do. So Mm -hmm. what was the position that was a key hire for your product based business as you grew?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say it. My first hire, like yeah. hands down, my first hire. That, what did that person do? I mean, did it change everything? Well, it just transformed my way of thinking. Yes. So this person came on and of course, it was a part-time capacity. I was slow as a snail to just commit to someone coming on full-time, but already starting to take over some of the process of making the jewelry. The last thing I gave up was stamping. That was so hard for me to hand off to someone else. Even though the people that are doing it now, I have an incredible women on my team that stamp now that do it way better than I ever did. <laughs> you know, but I would say that first hire was pivotal for me because this was the first time I felt support. Yes, the support that I didn't know I needed to be able to grow and to be able to enjoy my work more. I was at a place of burnout by the time I was ready for my first hire. So it was, yeah, life changing to have her come on. So she took over all the communication piece as well, as far as all the back and forth, you know, emails and questions on Etsy, etc. So... That just started the journey of my hires. And then I would say, like, a close second would be my production manager. The first time I was able to disconnect from being full time in the weeds of every managing, four girls at the time, to make all of the jewelry, I could really yeah. focus on my vision and how I would grow in the marketing space you know there's so many responsibilities and that was a huge one for me to be able to trust someone else to manage the jewelry making process get people trained all of that so it's so crazy because
0: it's like now when you look back you're like oh my gosh like (laughs) that feeling of like even an ounce of freedom because we start these businesses with this idea of like I'm going to get back my time I'm going to get back my life yeah. you know all of these grandiose visions and mm-hmm. when you build something <laughs> that's truly successful a lot of times it ends up taking over your life which is not really the reason why many people become entrepreneurs and right. and I always think about like how tight our grasp is on everything. And like mm-hmm. our hands cannot be opened for what's next or where we want to go because we're white knuckling everything. And Absolutely. I think it's just such a beautiful reminder and like such an honest look, because I think every single person, if you have made even just one hire, or if you have a VA, we can all relate to that feeling of control. Yes. And I see entrepreneurs are control freaks naturally mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. want to take control of our lives. And so yeah. the fact that we're like releasing that control is terrifying and liberating at the same time.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I want to know, you kind of hinted at this, but you and your team today still do so much of the creation by Mm -hmm. hand.
1: Talk to me about this. So, yeah, I mean, currently we have a new building, 10,000 square feet, and I have a team right now, we have 27 makers on our team. Wow. Each of the custom pieces that are created, and I'm talking, we're still purchasing sheets of metal. They're being hand cut. And then each stamp is, you know, one at a time being hammered on, but each custom piece will go through about six to eight sets of hands. Wow! And there's just something, I don't want to say sacred, but so personal and thoughtful about this process We're all about good vibes over Made by Mary. And I want the pieces to be created in an environment where that good vibe is felt. It's an intentional process. It's pretty incredible, Jenna, because our team is so invested. They feel so connected Mm -hmm. to their work because of the stories they get to see and hear about. I mean, so many people will write in like, this is for my grandma we just had another grandbaby, you know, they're, they they love to share. And I love that about our customer base. They're so open and they love to let us know because I think they really value how much we appreciate and how much more meaningful it makes this work. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, it totally does. I love I
0: love that there's this collaborative energy and mm-hmm. that you can visualize your product being made with faces that you can see and like I don't know, it yeah. just it adds that community aspect that makes so much of life feel less isolating,
1: which is amazing. Yeah. I feel like I'm still like the first person who will do QC. Like I wanna see. The pieces, anytime I have a few extra minutes to spare, I love to just go around, say hi to my team, make sure, you know, I'm checking in, but also to just take a minute to look over the pieces. Like nothing is more thrilling to me because I almost envision who's going to be wearing this, what it's going to mean to them. And like, I feel connected to my customers just by looking at their pieces. It's a really thing. And I just think we have a very rare business in the sense that we are creating our product in-house. Like our all of these custom pieces we're stamping, you know, they're made with that intention that's always been really important to me. So I think it's amazing. One of the things that I think about
0: and smile about often is before the world shut down, I had had a team retreat and I can literally close my eyes and go back to this dinner table and literally imagine my team of 10 sitting around the table, eating all kinds of food, Mm -hmm. having to drink. And we actually went around and shared what our word of the year was. And yes. I was like yes, willing really was. myself mm-hmm. to remember every person's word. And I mean, they were just beautiful words like safe and inspired and like and like all of these words like permission and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I hope these margaritas don't impact my ability to remember everybody's word. <laughs> cool. But we were all like laughing and crying yeah. and talking about like what this intention meant for the upcoming year for us personally and professionally. And I ended up ordering every single person on my team, a necklace with that word. And I just remember when you everyone the got them. well, it was awesome. just so special because I'm like, I want them to know that I hold that word. Like I hold Mm -hmm. space for that word. And like as a leader, like I want you to know you're safe to like go for that thing. And my team still wears their necklaces to these days. And it was so cool because then at the end of the year, we're on a team call. I'm looking at all the Zoom faces, seeing Mm -hmm. all the necklaces. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about like how did that word pan out for you? What did that mean for you? And I think that there is just something so special because it's like if they're getting coffee or something and someone sees this necklace with a word on it mm-hmm. to be able to say like, this is my intention. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something that I'm like, gosh, I, whenever I think like, oh, I need a gift. And like, this is so meaningful and like, it can be whatever you want it to be. And I think that mm-hmm. that is such a gift. And like, You have created something that gives people the space to dream bigger. And I think that's like, I mean, isn't
1: that what we all want in life? Yeah, no, it completely, it really is so humbling. Sometimes I almost feel like I disconnect from my reality because I'm like, (laughs) how how is this such, it's so cool. And even hearing your story of, you know, having that experience with your team I feel tied to that. Like it makes me emotional thinking about how that could have affected them and for you to take it to the next step of providing them with something that they can hold to and just be reminded of. I just, it's so cool. It's so cool.
0: So I want to know, I mean... I love that you are now taking a more visionary role in your business. I think there's this huge transition. And I mean, for you, it's been years in the making going from being like the operator to someone that is able to kind of cast vision and have that inspiration Mm -hmm. and kind of guide that ship. And so I want to know, like, what are you most excited about in your business today?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, 2020, there's been so many pivots that our business has had to take. And I think one of my favorite things even to date is just tightening as a team and seeing yeah. my team grow as leaders. Yeah, I'm constantly reminded of the fact that the people we work with, we're spending more time with them than, you know, our family sometimes. So being able to invest in a team that feels empowered and that is growing is really special for me. That's something I'm really excited about, just growing in that leadership space. Something I'm trying to live by is doing more things that scare me and yes. saying yes to things that scare me. Yes. It's even hard to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you there know. you go. You're doing something that scares
1: yeah. you. No, absolutely there are just so many doors that i want to open i've almost made myself so small in some ways that i'm ready to just try new things in the marketing space but also yeah. with product like it's time for us to really challenge that space and i think even with product development like i'm really excited about keeping the bread and butter, so to speak, yep. the, the custom of our business going, but scaling beyond that. So yeah. even bringing in, you know, more jewelry that complements these staple pieces that you'll wear for years. I'm really excited about that door that we're opening right now.
0: Well, I'm already a customer with your beautiful new stud earrings and your oh. beautiful birthstone <laughs> rings and all of those complimentary pieces. And I, I think that is such a special approach because it can really kind of give people the ability to customize and kind of choose their own adventure when it comes to what they choose, which is amazing. Mm hmm. I want to know where can everybody find you and connect with you, learn more about your designs. And I also hear that you have a little extra special discount code, which is super rare for our listeners.
1: Yes. So you can find us at www.madebymary.com or Instagram is made by Mary. And we do have a little something. We have 10% off and that expires July 7th.
0: So what can people use? Is there a
1: code or a special discount they need to use? Yes. The code will be gold digger 10 and you can supply that on your checkout page. Amazing. I'm going to stock up Gold
0: Digger 10, effective through July 7th. Mary never does discounts, so you definitely want (laughs) to jump at this. This is so exciting. And I just pray that if you do come across her pieces, that you really think about the story behind them. I think this interview is so inspiring, Mary, because it shows just how deeply connected you are, not only to your product, but to the stories that your products are able to tell all across the world. Is it crazy? Do you ever like run into somebody and see them wearing your
1: design and like yes. they don't know
0: it's you? Is that the weirdest experience?
1: It is the greatest experience ever. <laughs> and immediately they want to tell me about their piece. They yeah. want to tell me all about their story. And I couldn't be more obsessed. It's like the icebreaker. And it's incredible because they're so excited about and proud of what they're wearing. Wow. And I just every time it means the world. So amazing. I love those experiences.
0: Mary, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and for sharing your story. I am just so inspired and I'm so excited
1: for other people to listen in and learn. Jenna, thank you so much. I'm so pumped. I'm so grateful for this
0: This interview truly felt like a gift and there's something so special about connecting with other entrepreneurs who are different than us. In fact, Mary has never done an interview before. This was her first interview ever. And so if you have time to just go and cheer her on and support her, I think that's something that is so beautiful about the podcast and being able to interview women is this opportunity for them to tell the story behind what they do. And the more that I dig into these stories, the more that I find them so compelling that it draws me even deeper to the products or services that people sell. There are so many fascinating pieces to this interview. I sincerely hope that you got something of value out of it. And I just want to say, man, I feel like the luckiest person in the world that I get to sit down and hear these stories and share in these conversations. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals.